Oh no. Oh yeah. Hello. Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Is What Podcast. My name is Michael Graham, and thank you very much for joining me on this triumphant returning, resurging, potentially rejuvenating episode of the Is What Podcast. It's been a minute since I have released any episodes. A lot has gone on over the last year and some change since I've had some time off. I've moved across the country to a new state, gone through multiple different jobs, and now multiple locations of living, and now I'm kind of settled, and I have my own little studio set up here in my new place, and I'm ready to get back on the Is What podcast wagon for you, the listener. Now, before we get going into the discussions of today's topic, go ahead and do me a favor, hop on Instagram, check me out, at is what podcast that's i s w u t t podcast facebook.com slash is what podcast anchor.fm slash is what i s w u t t if you decide that you want me to keep the show going now that i'm back in the saddle again you can throw a little dono little dono my way so that way i can ultimately Try to build out my setup uh, as good as it possibly can be so I can provide the best possible content for you, the listener. And I'm sure you're wondering, taking so much time off, what is it that is bringing me back into the fold? Well, you know, I decided ultimately now that once again I'm settled down, I've moved, I've had a lot of uh, ups and downs, trials and tribulations over the last year and some change. But as it stands right now, I am incredibly excited Normally, I would say I'm over the moon, but I think in this case, I'm going to say that I'm over the rising sun. And if you don't understand what that means, that means I am just incredibly excited because I am planning another trip back to the land of the rising sun, which is Japan, ladies and gentlemen. Now, there's been um, a lot of different options that I've had in terms of what this trip is going to look like and who I'm going to go with and all of that. And I'm, I'm ironing things out as I go. But one of the things that I really want to do is go and revisit Japan for what it was. Last time I was there, I was fortunate enough a few years ago to take a trip with uh, two really, really good friends. And we had a fantastic time. The only downside to that was we were in Tokyo for the entire trip. And the reason being is because we were essentially going to go from uh, Tokyo to Osaka, Kyoto, potentially Hiroshima, kind of travel around, see the country. But there was a lot of flooding and the weather was not necessarily the best. So early one morning, we had flights booked to go from Tokyo to Osaka, packed up our bags, got out of the hostel not nice and early. You know, we realized, hey, we might run a little bit late. The airport is not necessarily right down the street. It's quite a quite a trip. So we put our bags in. We get ready to go. We're running around the city, you know, quick, grab a bite to eat, quick. We got to go. We got to go. Only to get to the airport to realize that our flight had been canceled. And I will own the mistake myself because I had gotten an email the day before indicating that the flight was canceled, the problem was the email that I received was fully in Japanese and there was no English, so I couldn't read it. And uh, Sam and Danny, if you're listening to this, sorry, that's the first time you guys are going to know about that, so my bad. So I should have known uh, by using some level of translation service or something, but our flights got canceled just because of the weather. So we were stuck in the Narita Airport, which is about, 
I don't know, let's call it an hour kind of northwest, west of Tokyo. And we didn't really have a place to stay. We didn't really have, you know, much accommodations. We, we didn't know what we were going to do. So we were able to kind of sit there and scrape and look over Airbnbs. And fortunately, we were able to find a an apartment uh, a little bit west of Tokyo in an area called uh, Setagaya, which we got to stay for about four four days or so. But this time, I would like to go back and take that trip that I'd initially intended, where I get to go from Tokyo to Osaka, Kyoto, Nara, check out the areas around there. And, you know, once we get back to Tokyo, it would be great to be able to do a day trip to maybe Yokohama, maybe go up a little bit farther north to Sendai, check out the big statue they have. So that would be a lot of fun. But with that being said, I had to start planning and book and start booking this trip without even knowing if or when Japan would be open for tourism due to COVID. So because of that, there was a lot up in the air up until very recently. And when I say recently, I mean just a matter of days ago. So I am very excited. I got a great deal on airfare strictly because there was so much speculation and there was no word saying, yes, we're open for tourism. So as it stood up until just a few days ago, Japan was only really open for either um, students for certified business travel, or if you are a direct family member of someone who lives in Japan. So that means it has to be, you know, father, mother, sibling. It, it couldn't even, if you're looking like, oh, it's my second cousin, there's no way. They're not going to let you. It has to be direct family. So those were the only folks that were really allowed in or out of the country. And even so, if you were to go visit some of your family members or if you're there for business, oftentimes you had to do a specific like quarantine. So just depending on the timing of your arrivals, anywhere from three days all the way up to 14 days where you're kind of stuck in this hotel and you can't leave your hotel room, they you know drop off food outside of your door a couple times a day and you're just kind of stuck there. It sounds awful to me personally. But as of this last week, the Prime Minister, Kishida, decided to do a call to reopen and started setting certain things in place to reopen Japan to tourism. Now, they've, out of all of the major countries, so let's call them the G7. So the G7, that would include the UK, United States, Japan, Germany, France, Italy, Canada. They have all more or less reopened their borders to tourism except for Japan up until just now. Even if you look at a travel around a majority of Asia, most of those countries are open and have been open for tourism at a certain level, except Japan. And there's a handful of reasons because the people that live in Japan don't really want tourism to come back quite yet. They're very cautious about COVID and paying very, very close attention to the different spikes and all of these different things, and rightfully so, because if you actually look at the average age of Japan, they are the oldest country in the world. So if you actually look at their total population of of folks that are over 65 years old, Japan is number one in the world. At 29% of their overall population is 65 or older. Number two is Monaco at 26%, and then Italy, 24%, and it kind of goes lower and lower and lower. But because they're the oldest country in the world, they've been very protective over their borders. And they don't necessarily want people coming and going and bringing in COVID and bringing up different spikes and all of these different things. So for Prime Minister Kishida to call and say, it's time for us to open up tourism slowly but surely and get back on track is a really big deal. Because if you were to actually take a look and see the amount of travelers that come into Japan on a yearly basis. Ever since 2010, 
it really has been an increasing number every single year. And as you get more and more people coming into the country, traveling all around, going to major cities, what have you, that means there's more money that is actually being spent. And it's a bigger piece of your economy to have international tourism. So if we were to look at the the amount of people traveling, so 2010, they had eight and a half million. 2011, that's really the last decline year up until COVID at 6.2, then back to eight, and then 10, 13. And then really at its peak in 2019, they had almost 32 million people from international countries coming to visit Japan. And when you think about the people that are traveling, that means they're paying for hotels, they're paying for a night out for dinner, they're you know, patronizing all of these different places, and they're there on a holiday, they're there to spend money, and that generates a lot of revenue. And that means a lot of businesses can stay open, from hostels to restaurants, sightseeing tours, all of these different things. are All of those different businesses are feeling the money that's coming in. And then 2020. 2020, it went from 31.88 million people in 2019 to 4.12 in 2020. In 2021, 250,000 people. Imagine going from almost 32 million people a year coming in, spending their money, seeing all of the sites, going from 32 million to 250,000. That is an crazy amount of drop-off right then and there. But at the same time, Japan, and they, they are island country. They can very easily make sure that anybody that's coming in has the proper paperwork and they're letting only certain people in due to COVID. They need to make sure, first and foremost, the people that live there are being protected and they're not allowing tourism to come in that's killing off, what is it, almost 30% of their population that's over 65. So they decided to do something very interesting. Instead of allowing international tourism. They devised a plan, and I think it is just interesting the way that they did this, and I wish, quite frankly, more countries would have done something similar, is they promoted tourism within their own borders. So if you think about the landscapes of Japan, I think oftentimes people think of incredibly vast high-tech cities. They think of islands and beaches and mountains. And you're correct. They're really all there. Any landscape that you can possibly think of, for the most part, you have on one island or the next somewhere in Japan. And instead of saying, okay, we're going to let people in to do their tourism thing and get their, their dollars and their revenue, since they were promoting internal traveling from within Japan, they came up with something called a go-to travel program which is very interesting. So they passed a big piece of their budget to go to discounting and reimbursing people for traveling within their own country. So if I decided I wanted to go, let's say I was in Tokyo and I say, hey, you know what? I want to go up north to Hokkaido and I want to stay there for a few days and then come back home since obviously I can't go and travel to South Korea. I can't go to the US. I can't go to Australia and do my tourist thing. But I do want to travel. I want to get out of my house and move around and feel like I can go somewhere. They would then break it down and say, really, up to a certain amount of dollars per day, I think it was about $200 a day that I was saying if you're staying somewhere overnight, they would reimburse you. So really, 
I would only have to pay 65% of the total cost of whatever my stay was. Because then all of these businesses were discounting their services, whether it be a hotel, restaurant, flights. They were discounting the services by 35%. And then the government was reimbursing those businesses that 35% because they had their own little fund. Not only that, but there was an additional 15% taken off by coupons that were given out to the people that were traveling. Paid for coupons that were as good as cash. So instead of going overseas and coming back and spreading COVID, you know, might as well go to the city that's next to you or, you know, a small island out here or this or that or kind of cruise around. But you are indeed able to get some pretty nice discounts with that. And looking at kind of the the upper maximum, the limit that you possibly could get comes out to about 20,000 yen or about $200, give or take per day which is pretty nice. You know, even if you decided to do a day trip and not stay somewhere overnight, they were still giving up to $100 in coupons and discounts for those folks that are going to be traveling around. But once again, now they decided to start slowly but surely opening the borders. And I think a lot of people that were paying very close attention, myself included, were anticipating, and I, I don't want to say anticipating, but let's say crossing our fingers, knocking on wood, kind of hoping, hoping really that they would just say, hey, we're open tomorrow. You guys can come on in. Tourism is here. The problem is, even though they were promoting inner Japan travel, that still is not the equivalent of having almost 33 million people in a year come to visit. So it's, it's not like just opening tomorrow is going to be fine. When you think about the hotels and the restaurants, the accommodations, the overall infrastructure of travel is not going to be there if they decided to open tomorrow. So they do have to do it in a very itemized way. They're going to open a little bit here, a little bit there, and eventually, hopefully, everything is good while being able to keep a very close eye on what is actually going on and keeping a close eye to see, are there any growing numbers of COVID that are going on? So, so what they decided to do is at its very start, they're saying, okay, so starting in May and June, we're going to allow what they call packet travel. So that would be if you're going to be working with a certified international tour company. So if I were to go to my international travel agent and say, hey, I want to go to Japan, here's the money, they take care of everything for me. And the reason they're doing this is a handful of reasons. One, they can monitor the amount of people that will be coming in and out of the country. They can monitor where those people are coming from. Of course, it's going to be different if you're coming from a country that is has COVID relatively contained versus if it's totally flying off the rails. So they want to make sure that we're not getting anybody, they're not getting anybody coming into their country from a different area in the world that's incredibly rampant with COVID. So they're restricting that. Not only that, they can control the amount of people coming in. I think they said in the first few weeks, they're going to look at letting between 20 and 40,000 people come in. Now, that might not sound like a lot when you're comparing it to the millions. But you also have to keep in mind, when we're actually looking at those numbers, 20 to 40,000 people is a pretty good amount in a short period of time, considering in an entire year, they only let in 250,000 people. So it's little steps here and there. So they can control how many people are coming, where are they coming? And most importantly, they can look at these tour companies and say, you owe us documentation and you're going to have to let us know where you intend on traveling, 
not just the cities you're going to be in, but what is your day-to-day itinerary? What are the areas of town you're going to be in? What are the events that you're going to be going to? Where can we really closely monitor the spread of COVID? And slowly but surely, hopefully they're going to open it up from 20 to 40,000, let's say 50 to 100 and so on and so forth. And crossing my fingers for my sake, my you know very selfish sake, hopefully by September, early September, it's just going to be open and everybody's going to be good to go and you're able to go in. Now, I'm sure they're going to have some level of vaccination requirements. I can't imagine that they're going to do any level of quarantine for tourism, considering if you're there for tourism, you really only have a finite amount of days. Now, if I booked a 10-day trip like I did, and I found out that I was going to have to quarantine for the first four days I'm there, I'm rethinking my thoughts, and I'm going to rebook, and I'm going to go somewhere else. So I can't imagine that they're going to do any level of quarantine, but they'll probably do vaccination proofs probably need a negative test within 48 hours. That would just be my kind of gut feeling. But with that progress is progress. And considering essentially in a year and a half, their international tourism has just completely halted. It's a pretty big deal. So I'm very excited for this trip coming up. Uh, I have a lot of really fun things planned And in fact, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to get a little portable microphone and it would be great to do an is what episode while I'm on the ground, while I'm in Japan. Maybe I'll go find a nice little coffee shop or maybe I'll go, you know, find a nice park. Last time I was there, I was lucky enough to go and check out the Imperial Palace in the center of Tokyo. And when you're there, there's this really large park with huge green grass fields and a lot of statues and, you know, river running through it. It'd be nice to kind of sit there and maybe get some matcha tea post up, do a little episode there. But that's kind of what I have going on. I'm thinking that now that I'm planning this trip, I get more and more excited the more that I start to plan. I'm going to have to make sure that my passport is good. I think I have another year on that, and I'm going to have to renew that. But between now and then, we'll see. I think think I'll be okay to go on this trip, and as soon as I come back, I'll then have to pay and send it on in and get a new, new passport sent over to me. But I'm very excited, you know, for once again, a handful of reasons. It's the first time I've been able to travel since COVID. And it's been far too long. I've been really, really itching to, you know, get the time off and find a place where I can get a good deal on travel. And I think I just struck gold because when I had booked my ticket was just a few weeks ago when the idea of them of Japan being open for tourism was still up in the air. Nobody really knew. And as soon as they announced it a few days ago, I looked at the airfare for my same exact flight and it tripled. So because, because of that, I mean, if, if I saw the airfare a few weeks ago, what it is right now, I would have said, Hey, hold off, hold your horses. I'm going to wait until I can find a really good deal. So luckily for me, I was able to to snag that deal as soon as I could. So once again, there's, there's going to be a lot of planning that's going to go into this. And a lot really still is unknown. I was able to book my the places that I was going to stay in. I really like staying in hostels instead of hotels just because you kind of get that traveler atmosphere and you get to meet a lot of people that are like-minded that want to get up and go and see different areas of the city and go do different things and go out drinking and go out eating and all this and see some cultural landmarks. But I don't like like staying in dorms. Uh, that's, you know, that's a 20-year-old's game. Now that I'm um, a bit older than that, I was able to book private rooms in these hostels for still a very, very good price. So let's keep an eye 
on Japan and their COVID numbers. But since I'm kind of talking about Japan and I'm amping up for my trip and I'm really excited, I've been watching far too much anime, eating far too much ramen, drinking far too much matcha, and quite frankly, not enough sake. I think what I'm going to do here is for the next month or so, I think I'm going to dedicate each episode to a different piece of Japanese culture and history. So keep an eye out for that. If there's anything specific that you'd like to hear about, like me to do some research on, give my take, please, by all means, let me know. You can email me at iswhatpodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on social media. That's Instagram, iswhatpodcast, facebook.com slash iswhatpodcast. Let me know if there's anything specific you'd like to hear. But I will tell you, it is fantastic to be back. Look forward to some great episodes that are coming up. I'm so excited to be here with you guys again. Excellent. I'll say what's up to that. Thank you very much. Man, it's good to be back. Thank you.